the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. of the Ascended Masters have been called the path above the path. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. Who are you? Why are you here? Where are you going? How do you get there? Hello and welcome once again to The Open Door. This is the internet radio voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Ross Brunson. Each week, we'll explore important dimensions of the spiritual journey from the Ascended Master perspective. And this must have hit a nerve with many of you because we've already received a lot of great email, which we'll get to in a few minutes. First, though, let's focus on today's burning question. Why am I here? And let's dive right in. In the following interview entitled Life as a Path of Initiation, Elizabeth Clare Prophet discusses why we're here from the perspective of initiation and self-mastery. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. The mystical truths in religions East and West are brought to light again and made relevant for our time by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, world-renowned author and spiritual teacher. Would you tell us how the life of Jesus relates to our life today? The life that God has given to us is a life that is intended to be used by our soul to attain that reunion with the inner self. All else is extraneous and subject to that one goal. If we don't make it in this life, we come again. The soul puts on a new set of coats of skins or a new force field and returns once again to the scenes of Earth. This is why Earth is so familiar to us. It's because we've been evolving here for thousands and thousands of years. Life, then, is the path of initiation. Jesus, in his great love for the people of Earth, came to show us how we could follow the path of initiation. And precisely in one lifetime, one concluding lifetime, return to the heart of God as he did in the ritual of the ascension. When we see then the life of Jesus as a life marking the stations of our own individual initiation, we look at the birth of the Christ as the sign of the birth of our own Christ consciousness, when we determine to manifest the Father-Mother God and to bring forth that Christ light. We have the decision of Jesus to be about his Father's business. We have his decision to discourse with the doctors in the temple to expound upon the law. And then from the age of 12 to 30, he is preparing for his final three years. One of the first initiations is the ritual of baptism. 
a very important initiation in which there is the cleansing of that substance or energy misqualified and the consecration of the soul to the will of God. We have his transfiguration before the disciples. We see his crucifixion, his resurrection. And between the transfiguration and the crucifixion, he works many miracles so-called as demonstrations of the science which we must one day prove. The fact of the matter is that we must affirm that we are being transfigured every day that we are experiencing the resurrection every day, that we are ascending even by a tiny, tiny increment. Each day we are drawing closer and closer to that energy force field that is the white fire core of the atom of self. The mantras which we were considering last week continue with this acceleration of consciousness. When these heart, head, and hand decrees are given in order, one finds that with each successive mantra, one has a greater degree of light, and as one becomes more sensitive, one actually feels this light building within his own body. One can begin to feel the burning in the heart which the disciples felt on the road to Emmaus when they were near the Master but did not recognize him. The burning energy of the heart is the expansion of the threefold flame, and it is the sacred fire actually consuming the misqualified energies of fear and hatred and impure motive which often surround the heart. The one then pursuing the initiation of the transfiguration gives the following mantra. I am changing all my garments, old ones, for the bright new day. With the sun of understanding I am shining all the way. I am light within without, I am light is all about. Fill me, free me, glorify me, seal me, heal me, purify me. Until transfigured they describe me, I am shining like the sun, I am shining like the sun. There is a tremendous joy in this mantra of the transfiguration because it represents an influx of light whereby the very cells, the physical cells of our bodies, begin to be filled with light and to have impurities, physical as well as mental and emotional toxins flushed out. The joy of giving these mantras is a joy of becoming God. Where is the place for right living? Right living is one of the requirements of the Eightfold Path of the Buddha. And right living means being obedient to the inner self. For thousands of years, people have rebelled against the laws of God because they have felt that they were imposed from without as a yoke and as a burden. And this rebellion against that which is outside of oneself is really the folly, the ultimate folly of rebelling against one's own being, one's own true self. Moses received the Ten Commandments. Jesus gave us a new commandment. We have received the code of living from all of the great gurus. Confucius' teaching was a very practical wisdom for everyday life. This is really what the great masters have come to show us, how to live on earth and yet to remain in God. And it was to follow a few simple precepts. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul and all thy mind. And thy neighbor as thyself. So right living means being obedient to our own individual religion, 
the way that we have been brought up, whether we are followers of Mohammed or Zarathustra or Confucius, Lao Tzu, or Mother Mary, we must remember that the basic precepts taught to us of honesty and right living are a proper and necessary matrix for this science of alchemy that comes with the Holy Spirit. So the science of the spoken word is in no way a substitute for moral rectitude. Well, in fact, if the science of the spoken word is used without the correction of our way of life, it will not be effective because the law will not work for those who are out of alignment with that law. If we steal, if we kill, if we partake of substances that we ought not to partake of, then we find ourselves depriving ourselves of the benefits of this pure energy of the word. Is the science of the spoken word useful in taking care of all the little habits and negative traits most of us are plagued by? You know, that's a very interesting question. Lord Maitreya, known as the coming Buddha, answered that question in an article which he wrote called The Overcoming of Fear Through Decrees. He said, Paul expressed the dilemma of these subconscious motivations and momentums when he said, The good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Maitreya says, What can we do to protect ourselves from evil intent and evil action, which we find manifesting within ourselves and in the world at large? And he answers the question by talking about the discipline of the controlled use of energy through the science of the spoken word. Maitreya compares the momentum of habit to a coil of an electromagnet wound around its core. The number of times that the coil is wound around the core determines the power of the habit and its momentum. The breaking of that momentum can be accomplished through the use of the science of the spoken word. And the number of times that the habit is engaged in determines its strength. Correspondingly, as we give the mantras, we break the power of habit. And Maitreya says, instead of unwinding the coil turn by turn, we break right through the entire force field of that coil and the habit is broken by the power of God through the science of the spoken word. What exactly is meant by the term initiation? Initiation is the testing of the soul. It is God's way of determining how we will use the gift of free will. Temptation comes before us, we have to make a decision. To walk the path of honor or to walk the path of the compromise of truth. As soon as we demonstrate that we are just stewards of the law and of the abundance of God, God gives us more. He makes us caretakers of others and of larger fields of energy, more abundance, more supply, more responsibility on earth. Every day we are receiving initiations, and every day we are sending a message to our I Am Presence of whether or not we are worthy to be counted as joint heirs of the Christ consciousness. Are we worthy to inherit this Christ mind, this mind of the Buddha, this mind of Confucius? It is ours for the overcoming, but we have to pay a price, and that price is to follow the inner law and to be obedient to the inner voice. So one progresses on the path by demonstrating one's faithfulness and one's courage and so forth. If thou wilt be faithful over a few things, I will make thee ruler over many. 
The path of initiation is the only way that God has of determining whether we are ready for an increase of light, of the Holy Spirit, of graces, and of the keys. And there are inner keys that are transferred to the individual by the Ascended Masters and by his own inner self as he passes his tests. And these keys are the very keys that we would have, the keys to the mastery of the science of matter as well as the science of spirit. Such as? Well, the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. We have talked about a mantra that could be used to attain the abundance of God. But there are further keys behind that mantra from which that mantra comes. These are not lawful for us to give on the radio or even to write in books because this is the key that is imparted to the individual by the master himself. There is an old saying that goes, when the pupil is ready, the teacher appears. When we show that we are ready, because we have been faithful over a few things, we have been willing to discipline our lives and our energies, then we find that the Ascended Masters approach us. And as they come, either through a book, through a person, through a teaching, through hearing about this science of the spoken word, then we begin to pursue the Master. We begin to say, I am going to do what that Master says because I want to be like him. And so we begin demonstrating these techniques and we find that in our own heart of hearts, God speaks to us and gives us the key of life. Is everybody being initiated? Everyone is being initiated. Earth is a schoolroom. The moment you get out of bed in the morning, your initiation begins and it doesn't stop till you retire at night. Everybody is making the decision hour by hour to be or not to be in reality, in truth, or in God. That everybody who's being initiated is on the path. Well, the path means the path of the ascension. Now, that is the goal of life for everyone, but there are a number of tests and a number of challenges that must be met before one can say one is actually a part of the path of the overcomers who are tied to the ascended masters and who are daily pursuing the law of balancing of karma and fulfilling one's dharma or one's duty to be oneself. Thank you very much. When we come back, we'll talk a bit more about what you can expect from us over the coming weeks and months, so please stay tuned. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God. And as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth Schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it Nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. 
We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit TSL.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking to discover who you really are? Do you want to know your true self and your soul purpose? Tune in to Sacred Light Wisdom with your host, Seti Nave. Let Seti be your guide to be self-empowered and learn about the magical arts. Seti's guests are made up of practitioners, teachers, and life-minded people who are interested in more than just going through the motions. You will learn to manifest your dreams when you tune in to Sacred Light Wisdom, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on 7th Wave Network. Be Extraordinary. 7th Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. You remember I mentioned email at the top of the show? I certainly do. Uh, We've heard from a lot of you. And what seems to be on everyone's mind is, who are the Ascended Masters? We have listeners wanting to know where the Ascended Masters are from and where they are now. And a couple people ask, can I talk to them? (laughs) Others wanted us to name some of the Masters. Well, we promise that we're going to get to all of that as our series unfolds, but first we need to lay a little groundwork. You mean those big questions. Right. Last week we focused on who we are. Today we began focusing on the question, why are we here? In the course of the next few weeks, we'll expand on these and other big questions as well, like where are we going and how do we get there? And really, this all breaks down to a pretty simple equation. We're all sons and daughters of God. We're here to gain self-mastery so we can graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. And the Ascended Masters have given us priceless guidance and some practical tools for making this possible. And that's it in a nutshell. As our program unfolds, we'll examine the spiritual path from the inside out and the outside in. You've no doubt noticed that our keynote interview each week is with Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For nearly 40 years, she was the voice of the Summit Lighthouse, and she will always be its heart. Mrs. Prophet has written extensively on the Ascended Masters and on the spiritual path from an Ascended perspective. And we'll call that the inner perspective. Right, and which incidentally is also the title of the book from which many of Elizabeth Prophet's interviews you will hear have been derived, Inner Perspectives, a guidebook for the spiritual journey. And you can get a copy of that at tsl.org forward slash bookstore. That's right. Thank you. Now, in addition to our emphasis on inner spiritual perspectives, we also share weekly features on some of the outer perspectives of living a mindful life. And this is the practical side of the spiritual equation, such as emergency preparedness and survival, young adult perspectives on practical spirituality, tips on family wholeness and healing, and practicing simple kindness, and much more. For both the inner and the outer experience, the Ascended Master's teachings are always practical. 
And this is something we believe you will find to be true and abundantly clear as we continue to explore these subjects. And now, since so many of you have asked about the Ascended Masters, we'd like to play a short excerpt from Elizabeth Clare Prophet and inner perspectives on this subject. One of the things that we've talked about a great deal are the Ascended Masters. So who are the Ascended Masters? Well, I always like to say that the Ascended Masters are people like you and me. In fact, they are sons and daughters of God who have realized that they are joint heirs with the Christ. And they have determined to master life, to pursue God with a passion through their sacred labor, and to reunite with him at the conclusion of a lifetime that represents the culmination of many lifetimes of working out their karma and their dharma on earth. The Ascended Masters, then, are simply people like you and me who have re-entered into the consciousness of God. Now they are part of the Lord's hosts, the Ascended Hosts, or the Saints in Heaven, and they are the very hovering presence, the living Spirit of God who minister unto the children of God on earth. You mean they actually communicate directly with people on our plane? The Ascended Masters have been communicating with mankind for thousands of years. The prophets of Israel said that the word of the Lord came unto them, saying, and then they have delivered their prophecies. The Lord God whom they described was a personification of the Great Spirit, an individualized presence which appeared to them. In fact, there are many descriptions in Old and New Testament of those who came in white raiment, those who were angelic presences, who came with messages and warnings at certain crucial moments in the history of the people of Israel. We find then that the appearance of the Ascended Masters is not new, but the term Ascended Master is new, and it is something we need to understand as we enter the Aquarian Age. Of course, the term is self-explanatory. Master is one who has the full faculties of being, who has mastered, perhaps, one area of human endeavor. But in this sense, we are speaking of the master as the master teacher and the master of life. An ascended master is one who has reunited with the God flame, who has accelerated consciousness, and who is free from the round of rebirth, who does not continue to incarnate in the flesh and blood form. Hence the term ascended master. Now we've all heard of masters from the East, the masters of India, and we would call them unascended masters because they are teachers who have mastered the energies of life and yet they are still in embodiment. If someone has mastered time and space and has mastered the need to operate on this plane, why should he come back and bother with us? Well, this is the meaning of love. It is the meaning of the love of all of the great ones who have come to earth. It is that in overcoming, they cannot bear to simply leave their brothers and sisters without an understanding of that path. So the Ascended Masters are the benevolent ones, the compassionate ones, who remain hovering with this sphere, this planetary home, to show us the way out. And their communication has been very real to me over a period of about 20 years. I began feeling the presence of the Ascended Masters in childhood and in my teenage years, and finally I saw the Master El Moria who appeared to me when I was in college at Boston University. He came to me in answer to my calls of many years, 
in which I told God that I wanted to be of service in communicating his teaching to the children of God. And so El Moria, who was embodied as St. Thomas More, came and told me that I must be trained to be a messenger so that I could set forth the teachings. So I began my training under Mark Prophet, who I later married, and I was able then to receive the dictations, the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Mark and I have set forth these teachings in many books, publications, and on tape recordings. And essentially, they do provide that synthesis of the world's religions that I knew as a child I had come to do. This work continues now as we have our Summit University where we are training people of all ages in these teachings of the Ascended Masters. It's a very rewarding work because it always leads the individual back to the real self, the inner self, and that is the point of beginning for our life's work and fulfillment. So the Ascended Masters, you're saying, are doing the same thing today with you that they once did for uh, the prophets and the Bible and so forth. This is true, and of course, I am not exclusive. There are others who have heard the word of the Lord, and we have the prophecy of Joel that in the last days it would come that the Spirit of God would be poured out, and that there would be the dreaming of the dreams and the, the hearing of that word, and the pouring out of that spirit upon all flesh would be that moment when the people of God on earth would realize the very personal presence of the Lord's hosts. And so you see this in the charismatic movement today in the Protestant and the Catholic churches. People are waiting upon the word of the Lord. They are calling upon that spirit. And many are hearing and many lives are being transformed by it. What you're saying is really amazing and fantastic. And I guess the big question is, how does somebody know that what you're saying is true. How does one understand? There's only one way, and that is the formula which Jesus gave us. He said, by their fruits you shall know them. He told us there would be false Christs and false prophets. Hence, if there are to be false Christs and false prophets, we may induce that there would be true Christs and true prophets. And the coming of the Christ is the coming of the Anointed One. This is the meaning of the word Christ. It means a Son of God anointed with the Christ consciousness or with the light of the Word or the second person of the Trinity. Those who come in the spirit of prophecy come with the Holy Spirit. And so there are some endowed as prophets, some endowed as Christs, and then there are those who are not a part of that dispensation, but who enter into practices of black magic and witchcraft, and these become the false Christs and the false prophets. The children of God must test or try the spirits to see whether they are of God. And the trying of the spirits means the testing of the vibration, the testing of the very foundations of truth. And this we must do through quiet communion and meditation and the calling upon the name of the Lord, I am that I am, to give us the proof that the word that we are speaking is real. We'll have a lot more for you on the Ascended Masters in future programs. Up next, a young adult spiritual perspective, emergency preparedness with Craig Nicholson, tips for family hopes and healing, and Everyday Kindness with Terry Kennedy, the world's nicest man. We'll be right back.
online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth Schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it Nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. There is a lot more going on in religion and government than what high-ranking officials are telling you. The Bible uncovers the truth, prophecies, and a world of opportunities. Get the answers you need when you tune into the program To the Stars and Beyond with your hosts Michael List and Adam Hong. We'll explore the religious and spiritual beliefs from ancient history to the prophecies that are shaping the world and current events of today. To the Stars and Beyond airs live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on 7th Wave Network. Wondering what the heck is going on on planet Earth? Feeling time speeding up but your energy slowing down? Then there are those strange physical symptoms, sudden life and career shifts, a sense of loss of identity or purpose. As we rapidly move into a new dimension, the old structures are falling away. How will we navigate what is new? After all, the Ascension doesn't come with an instruction manual. Hillary Harris hosts Ascension 360, Navigating the New World Energies, airing live Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on 7th Wave Network. Ascension 360. Tune in to see how it all turns out. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Thanks for staying with us. What we've got for you now is our buffet segment. Here's where we put a practical spin on the spiritual journey. We've got a young adult's perspective. We honor the ancient caution, trust in God but tie up your camel, by offering simple strategies for emergency preparedness. And we've got tips for restoring family wholeness. And finally, our weekly feature, Everyday Kindness with Cherry Kennedy, the world's nicest man. We will begin with Justina, who offers her perspective on walking the spiritual path in today's challenging world. Hi, my name is Justina. I'm 25 and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I'd like to share this story with you. About a year ago, when I was in graduate school, I worked as a lab assistant to a professor. During our winter break, my professor invited all of his lab assistants to his house for an after Christmas dinner. I was really looking forward to this event because I got along very well with my professor and the other lab assistants and thought it would be a really fun time. 
However, when I got there, I didn't have much fun at all. Contrary to my friends who seemed to be enjoying themselves immensely, everybody was really engaged in the conversation and they were talking about things that I didn't know much about and I couldn't really relate to. As God would have it, I had to leave the gathering earlier than my friends due to a prior commitment, which worked out really well for me because by the end of the dinner, I was very ready to go home. As I was driving home, I kept wondering, what was wrong with me? Why was it that I couldn't integrate with my coworkers and my boss in a social setting? When I got home, I found my roommate and close friend and asked her for some guidance, telling her everything that had happened. She said, don't worry about it. She'd also had a similar experience with social functions at work. She just never enjoyed them herself, so she just never went to them anymore. What she said next really impacted me. She said that nothing was wrong with me at all and that in fact I was totally on the right track because I was walking a spiritual path and putting it into practice in my everyday life. She told me that she admired me for doing this and said that her church had never taught her how to practice her spiritual beliefs in everyday life, but she could see that I was doing this in my life all the time. Even though my friend and I didn't attend the same church, I considered her a close spiritual friend who in my observation was also walking her own spiritual path. And it just served as a really good reminder to me that you never know who is watching you as you live your spirituality in your everyday life. I love that. In uncertain times, basic preparation for emergencies is always prudent. If the unexpected happened, will you be ready? Here now is another installment in our weekly series on being prepared with Craig Nicholson, the author of the One Stop Survival Preparedness Guide. Hi, this is Craig Nicholson with more tips for being prepared. Today I will cover some practical steps to start off your home preparedness program. The best way to be prepared after reading up on it is personal involvement and training. Many communities have citizen emergency response teams or other similar programs where you can learn to be a citizen first responder. The first step is to get your family involved. Here are some points to help you. First, get a floor plan of your house and discuss with your family which two escape routes from each room you will use if you need to evacuate immediately, as in a fire. Second, discuss how you will communicate and meet if you get separated, including a meeting place nearby and one further away, preferably with relatives. Keep important family documents like passports, etc., in a waterproof and fireproof safe. It is also good to scan them into an electronic document to store securely online. Keep some cash at home in a place where you can easily access it in case of an emergency evacuation and even some gold and silver will be better. And lastly, make an evacuation survival kit for your family. This will be covered in another episode. That's all for today. Till next time, happy prepping. For more on preparedness, survival, and wholesome living, visit Craig's website, www.wholesomebalance.com. Okay, now, Ross, you and I are family men, mm -hmm. and I think everyone would agree that the family is probably the most important component of society. You mean outside of Wi-Fi access? You, well, yes. <laughs> the family is where our culture's moral compass must be set and sustained. Mm -hmm. Here now is tips for family wholeness and healing with an idea or two about family values and setting our spiritual compass in the right direction. 
Research points out a shocking fact about children in terms of involvement in risky behaviors such as drinking, premarital sex, and drug use. There's virtually no difference between kids who have been raised in churches and those who have not been raised in churches. Ben Freudenberg, youth minister and author of The Family-Friendly Church, began to research young people's behavior. For years, Ben wrestled with the fact that there was virtually no difference between churched kids and unchurched kids in the use of drugs, alcohol, and sex. This led Ben to a major discovery. Bringing your family to church will not necessarily make the crucial difference. However, there are four simple family habits that do make the difference in helping youth of all ages keep high standards of behavior and reinforce their spirituality. They are based on such common sense they will make you smile, and they are so simple you will breathe a sigh of relief, but they won't work unless you put them into practice. The four difference makers are 1. Talking about God and your faith with your mother. 2. Talking about God and your faith with your father. 3. Praying together as a family each day. 4. Doing service projects as a family. It makes profound sense that these factors matter so deeply. We as parents are the single most powerful influence in our children's lives. Freudenberg reminds us that the family is the God-ordained institution for faith-building in children and youth and for the passing of faith from one generation to the next. We cannot think that Sunday school teachers and youth group leaders will do the job for us that we as parents must do. Giving our children opportunity to talk with us about God and their faith is easy when we make it a priority. We can both initiate conversations and respond when our children want and need to talk to us. Spontaneous discussions about God and instituting family prayer time need to become a regular part of your daily routine. Parents make the difference in every family. I don't think there's any doubt that parents do make the difference in every family. And on the subject of making a difference, it's easy to overlook the little things like a smile, a kind word, and taking the time to remember those who make a difference in our lives. Here's Terry Kennedy, the world's nicest man, with his thoughts on everyday kindness. Hi, this is Terry Kennedy, and this is my kind thought for the day. You know, we don't write letters like we used to, especially thank you letters. Nowadays, we just send emails and text messages when we want to communicate with someone. Now, when I was young, my mother would stay on me until I had written all my thank you letters for gifts that I had received, either at Christmas or for my birthday. As a result, I learned early on how to communicate with pen and paper when I wanted to express my gratitude for either a gift or for some nice thing that someone had done for me. And I am grateful for the training and the prodding that I got from my mother. So what I want to encourage you to do today is to write a letter of thank you to someone you love or someone who has done something nice for you. How about your grandma, for instance? When was the last time you wrote to her? Have you ever told her how grateful you are that she gave birth to your mother or your father? Have you ever told her how grateful for life you are as a result of her sacrifices? I'll bet she'd love to hear from you. And I'll bet you another thing. She's going to keep that letter in her purse for a long, long time. If she doesn't reread it herself over and over again, she will, I'm sure, share it with some of her friends. You know, someday your grandma will not be with you anymore, and you won't be able to write her a simple little thank you note or pick up the phone and talk to her and tell her how much you love her. So do it today. Get out a blank sheet of paper and a pen. Sit down and write or print a simple little note to her with all the love you can send, and then fold it up, put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, and drop it in the mailbox. 
It may be one of the most important things that's happened to your grandma in a long, long time. So remember, it doesn't take much to be kind, and kindness really feels good. You know, thank you, Terry. That's a great reminder. Kindness does feel good. And it doesn't have to be your grandma. It could be your grandfather, your mom, your dad, even your kids. Send them a little message that tells them how much you love them and let them know that you know they love you. Now, when we come back, we'll have our favorite e-minister, Reverend Sidney Bennett, here to answer your questions. Don't go away. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from earth schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Can you define your talent in six words or less? Are you using your inner resource, intuition? Listening to Joyce Anderson of Conversations With Yourself will work your intuitive muscle to discover your divine skill. Each week, your host, Joyce Anderson, will give you practical exercises to jumpstart your intuition, to live in your talent. From sports to business to music to food, talent is everywhere. Join Joyce and her engaging guests to hear their how-to stories. Tune in to Conversations With Yourself. Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network and ignite your talent. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Well, thank you. And joining us once again is Reverend Sidney Bennett for a little Q&A. Welcome, Reverend Bennett. Thanks, Tom. I'm sure you heard at the top of the show, everybody wants to know about the Ascended Masters. So let's talk about them. Who are they? 
Well, as Mrs. Prophet said in her interview, uh, Ross, the Ascended Masters are people really like you and I and like everyone listening out there today, but the one difference is they become who they're intended to be. They have fulfilled their divine purpose and they have reunited with God. Now, it's very easy to come up with some of the great spiritual saints of the ages, but there's much, many, many more than just the ones perhaps we know about, those that have attained their ascension. Now, what the ascension is, essentially, is the reuniting with the presence of God within you, with your I Am presence, with your Holy Christ Self. Even as Jesus became the Christ, we can become the Christ. And that's the amazing teaching of the Ascended Masters. The path that Jesus watched, walked was not an exclusive one. We have the purpose and the divine plan to follow Him in His footsteps. That doesn't mean that we're equal to Jesus or can match His attainment, which obviously is so great but it does mean we have the potential to become all that he has become. And many people have achieved this through the ages, and some we know by the saints and sages, as Mrs. Prophet mentioned, others' names we don't know, but they fulfilled the purpose and the path of the ascension, and they have reunited with God. And the great news is that is our goal. That's the purpose of our life. Who haven't asked what is the will of God for them and where are they going and what are they doing? Well, the answer is clear. God created us, he gave us free will, and he wants us to welcome us back to his home, to his heaven world, as we have demonstrated the mastery and the love that we need to be with him. Great answer, Sid. And, and out of my own life, uh, my father, who's a lifelong golfer, once asked me, What's, what are the Ascended Masters? Who are they? I said, Dad, they're like club pros. They're there to help you get better. <laughs> he, he really got it. <laughs> so, speaking of that, where are the Ascended Masters from? Well, the Ascended Masters are... From Earth. Um, they are people that have walked and talked and lived lives much as we have, suffered the same difficulties and challenges of sickness and illness and opportunities. They are people that have fulfilled their purposes and path, and so they are from here. The one difference being is that they have chosen at an earlier point in time in their evolution of many embodiments to return to God, whereas we perhaps haven't made that decision quite yet or even if we have made it, haven't got to the point where we've mastered and balanced the karma that we need to do. Now, I think that one thing to keep in mind is how do you make the transition from being, you know, sitting here at your desk or in your home or uh, driving in the car or whatever you're doing to suddenly becoming an ascended master? Well, of course, this is a path of many embodiments and much achievement. As Mrs. Prophet mentioned, we receive initiations and tests, and as we pass them, we become more. But the basic requirements to ascend and not have to re-embody are first of all to balance at least 51% of your karma from all your lives, which seems like a lot, I'm sure, <laughs> and also fulfill your divine plan, whatever that may be, and to become that love in our hearts that God wants us to be as co-creators with Him. So the Masters are from here, and they're where we want to go. They know our challenges, they know our problems, and they know that it can be done because they've done it. You know, you mentioned that um, we all have that same potential. Um, could you elaborate a bit on um, how anyone, like myself, for example, might become an Ascended Master? Well, I think there's a couple of things to keep in mind. One is that what man has done, man can do. So it is possible. And these Ascended Masters, the Saints of East and West, they've gone through many, many embodiments like we have. They've made mistakes like we have. And yet at crucial points, they've made the decision to return to God and to take those steps. Now, uh, how do you suddenly become an Ascended Master? Well, the point is, you don't perfect the human. I was always puzzled by what Jesus said, be you perfect as your Father in Heaven is perfect. And I thought, no matter how hard I try, I'm not <laughs> going to be perfect. 
But that's not the point. The point is you put on the Christ consciousness, the Christ that is within you. You take that on your being. The Christ within you is already perfect. And so as you assimilate and become one with your Christ, that is how you achieve perfection. It's not your human personality or human consciousness, but it's becoming one with the Christ. And I want to mention here that you don't lose your individuality. The Ascended Masters are very individual beings. They have strengths on certain areas. We talked last week about the various colors of uh, the chakras and of the rays and how they have achievement in various areas. And so you don't lose your individuality. You gain it in God. And that's the amazing thing. And one more point I want to make about the path of the Ascension is that there don't have to be any losers. We live in a very competitive society. And there's usually a winner and a loser. The great news about the path of the ascension is that everyone can be a winner and no one needs to be a loser. And the fact is that when someone makes it on this planet, all of us come up a little bit higher. That's why this path is so exciting, so joyous, and an opportunity that is unparalleled, unparalleled in all our lifetimes. You know, um, Re Reverend Bennett, when I first encountered the idea of the Ascended Masters, um, they seemed... at at first so far away from me. Uh, I felt as if, if I used Jesus as a template, that it was way out of my reach, given my, you know, my current state of awareness at that point. Um, but I think from what I'm hearing you say that these are people just like us, and that it's possible to, well, let me ask you this, can we talk to the Ascended Masters? Can we commune with them? Well, uh, Mrs. Prophet was the messenger for the Masters, as her late husband was Mark Prophet, and she did have the ability to deliver the direct communications from the Masters. Now, we can pray to them, and we're not praying to a human personality, we're praying to a being that has realized their God potential. And the Catholic Church, of course, for a long time has prayed to their saints and reported great miracles and so forth. And so they are tuning in to the, the light and the, the merging of with their own God presence that these great beings have, have achieved. And so when you do a novena, for instance, a prayer to Mother Mary, a rosary, you are drawing on her attainment and her momentum. And most certainly you can talk to her. And as we purify our motives and our heart and our peers, know that God will always hear you. There are always angels ready to waiting to take your prayers to God. There are masters whose names perhaps you don't even know. And of course, there's for most of us, there's Jesus as the Christian tradition or the Buddha for the Buddhist. But they are ready, willing to listen and to help you. And the good news is they'll meet you exactly where you are. And you can pray for guidance on that next step. Because all you have to do is get up one more time than you fall to make your ascension. Excellent. So, Sydney, how would I know or recognize any of the Ascended Masters? In terms of their names or when you're... Is there a... Um, so, some people have said, you know, I hear a, I hear a prompting, an inner prompting or something like that. Uh, you know, isn't there something about how you, you can challenge a particular spirit? Well, of course, or? you want to test the spirits because as right. Mrs. Prophet mentioned, um, there are false spirits out there and false teachings. And if you've ever read... Um, the screw tape letters by uh, C.S. Lewis. It's a very amusing story, and if you haven't read it, for goodness sake, pick it up, because it talks about uh, these devils that are trying to tempt uh, the soul in that story, and the voices in his ear, and of course the angel also whispers. So discernment is one of the most important qualities of the Holy Spirit, and you can pray to the Holy Spirit for that discernment, and you can also challenge spirits um, if they come to you. Are you really of God? Are you, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ, I challenge you. And, of course, if they are not of God, they, they cannot continue and cannot go on. So we must be important that we know when the voice of God is speaking within us and when we're perhaps just getting a projection or what we call an aggressive mental suggestion from those forces that are out there that want to keep us from our path and our service. 
So the spiritual path takes work, it takes effort, it takes prayer, and calling for discernment is one of the most important qualities that can help you on that path. Thanks, Sid. Uh, for those of you who want to know more about the Ascended Masters, obviously you can keep listening, but we've also set up a quick link to an excellent book that's almost a compendium of all the Ascended Master knowledge. It's called The Masters and Their Retreats. If you want to, you can go to the bookstore, tsl.org forward slash bookstore, and get that book. We've also set up a link, tsl.org forward slash open door books. If you go there, it'll take you right to the Masters and Their Retreats. Do we have any time for any more questions, Tom? Yeah, I think we do have a couple more minutes. Um, one of the things you've kind of alluded to, um, Reverend Bennett, is the willingness of the Ascended Masters to help us on our path. And I want to know if this is along the lines of the call compels the answer. Uh, what's the best formula for asking the Masters to enter into our lives and help us? Well, you know, I grew up in a Christian church and, and, of course, have a great devotion for Jesus. And they used to do an altar call every week and give your heart to the Lord and get down and pray. It can be as simple as that, as getting down your knees and asking God to guide you and lead you on what your next step is and what you need to do. And you'll be amazed at what happens. You know, stay tuned and see God working miracles in your lives. And you can help that along by reading books, by asking God to bring you people or information, just as you're hearing this today, this may be an opportunity uh, for you to explore and, and, and get to know the Ascended Masters and to see if there's something that can really be uh, helpful in your life and can be the start of life-changing uh, actions in your world. Can you um, uh, help us this? Uh, the questions we got from people wanting to know the names of some of the Ascended Masters, and I don't mean to make this facetious, but I know that they come from East and West, saints and sages from all major religions. Um, I would be curious if you could name maybe a couple of the Ascended Masters who came through the Catholic tradition. Perhaps others that came through other traditions. Name a few, just to kind of sure. satisfy our queries. Well, I think, uh, of course, we honor Mother Mary. The Catholic Church honors the the, the Holy Mother as uh, as the Mother of Jesus. She is an ascended master. She is an archaei also um, of the fifth ray and came forth and embodied on the planet many number of different embodiments purely to be the Mother of Jesus in the culmination of her embodiment. St. Joseph we know today by another name who is St. Germain. He's a sponsor of what is called the Aquarian Age, now that we're moving from Pisces. And he is a master that has done unbelievable things through many of his embodiments. He was the author of the Shakespearean plays. He was uh, Francis Bacon. He was many people. He was Samuel the prophet in the Old Testament. And even embodiments that we don't know about where he led uh, Golden Age civilizations on this planet. There's a couple out of the Catholic Church. I mean, many people, uh, as I said, of the saints and the Eastern teachings. Of course, we have Buddha. We have Krishna. Uh, we have great masters that have come out from the Buddhist tradition and so forth. And there are names that perhaps you might not even think of. For instance, El Moria, who was a master of the East and was one of the sponsors of the Theosophical Society in the 19th century, was embodied as one of the three wise men. He was uh, Thomas More. And interesting was also Thomas Beckett. And the same soul uh, that was King Henry VIII was also the soul that uh, had him beheaded as, as Thomas, uh, Thomas Beckett. So there's the... the truth of the world is much greater uh, than perhaps we even can consider to be. You know, I can remember my father telling me when I was a boy that all the progress of Western civilization could be attributed to a few hundred people. 
And I think that's true. But what he didn't even know at the time was, in many cases, it was the same person re-embodying over and over again. (laughs) Maybe it was 25. (laughs) Thanks, Reverend Bennett. We really appreciate you coming and answering questions for everybody and and you sharing your wisdom. And thanks to all of you who've written us. If you've got any questions for us or Reverend Bennett or other e-ministers about the Summit Lighthouse, the teachings of the Ascended Masters, or anything else about achieving your desire on the spiritual path, please email your questions or comments to webradio at tsl.org. We'll do our best to respond to all of them, even on the air, time permitting. And thanks for joining us today on The Open Door. Uh, We hope you'll make us a regular feature of your Tuesdays from now on. Next week, we'll focus on the question, where are we going? Excellent. And uh, as additional uh, benefit for everyone, if you want to, you can sign up for our bi-weekly TSL, TSL Now newsletter, which has a lot of really good information, tips, quotes, etc. about living a practical life in this spiritual age. You can get there by going to tsl.org forward slash TSL Now. There you can sign up. In the meantime, let's remember the upward path may be difficult at times, but the rewards are out of this world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.